0: Well, hello everybody, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Here on Kingdom Rock Radio, we are magnifying the wonderful name of Jesus, and we believe that Jesus Christ is coming real soon. So my friends, be ready. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in this series entitled, People Bondage. And today's subtitle is the promise of protection and power. In these evil days that we're living in, you will need both protection and power. And God promises to give them both to you. Isn't that awesome? Well, today we're going to uh, start looking at the book of Psalms, Psalm 91, and a whole lot more, so get ready, you're in for a treat today. Now, if you have not heard the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. There you can hear this entire series, watch the videos, and so much more. So check it out today. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message, and it is subtitled The Promise of Protection and Power, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Thank you in Jesus' name for this day. And Lord, we just seek your presence this morning. We seek your face, and we ask that you would just speak to us. And we acknowledge the presence of your Holy Spirit, and we say, Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us into all truth and and show us things to come. Teach us this morning. It's impossible for us to walk this life without you. Teach us this morning. We open up our ears to hear you. Lord, we open up our mouths to say what you are saying. Lord, I pray that everyone in this place feels your love. That everyone in this place feels welcomed. Lord, I pray for the anointing and the grace of family. Of family. Let family increase more and more. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for the comfort of the Holy Spirit, just to make everybody relaxed and that everybody can feel your love. Speak to us today, Father, a right now rhema word that we so desperately need to hear. We love you this morning and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. Turn to your name and tell him you are loved and accepted in this house. You are so loved and accepted in this house. All right. All right. But now it's time for us to go ahead and get into the word of God for the day. So uh, Periscope Community is officially online and we welcome you Periscope Community. Hallelujah. Uh, So keep those hearts going as you uh, connect with us today. All right. Part five of uh, People Bondage and uh, today's subtitle is The Promise of Protection and Power. God promises you protection and power. Say with me. He promises me protection and power. Say with me. I receive protection and power. So you're going to see that today in God's rich word. Because now more than ever, we need God's protection and power. And he promises to give that to us as born again believers. So we have a confession in this series and it goes like this. You can help me uh, say our confession. And it goes like this. I am loved and accepted by God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Because I believe in Jesus, there is no judgment against me. I, my family, my church, my community, my job, and my school are divinely protected against all evil. My heavenly father has given his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. I am safe. I am fear. I am a fearless believer and I will seize every God opportunity that is presented before me. Today, I declare that I am more than enough. I will live my dreams and move ever forward into divine destiny. Somebody say, praise the, Lord. "Praise the Lord!" All right. So that is our faith confession, uh, and this is what we uh, this is what we're believing God for. Now, in this series, we've been telling you what we've talked about. This is part number five today. So if you haven't heard part four, three, two, or one, go to the website, and uh, you can get all those messages there. It's in video form and audio form. They're free of charge because we want to make that investment into you. Now, on last time, we talked about 11 ways uh, to overcome your fear. That that list has been increased uh, to 19 ways uh, as the Lord continues to tell us how to overcome our fear. Now, remember, we said before as well that if you can think, if I were to tell you, what would you do if you had no fear? Where would you go if you had no fear? What would you say if you had no fear? Well, if you can come up with a long list of things, then that must mean that you are restrained, that you're restrained. So as we're in this series of breaking the yoke of fear, breaking the yoke of people bondage, breaking it, destroying it, you'll find that you will be unleashed. Hallelujah. Unrestrained. Hallelujah. in doing the things that God has called you to do. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, what would you do if you had such a boldness of God on the inside of you? What would you say? Where would you go? What righteous things would you do if fear were not holding you back? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is what we're after. We're after the destruction of that fear, taking those bonds, those yokes, and just casting them down so we can freely do the things that God has called us to do. Shout with me, no more fear. No more fear. Shout, I am fearless. I am fearless. In Jesus' name. name. Are you hearing me? So, this is what we're after today. So, um, we're going to go over these 19 very quickly. Uh, remember, if you want to see the list again, just go to the website because we're streaming live. Now it's recording. You can go to our website and get them all. Uh, number one, consider the four W's. We talked about that in parts one, two and three, I think. So get back to that. Uh, number two, four W's talking about the why. Ask yourself why, why, why and so forth. Number two, realize their inability to love you does not mean that you are unloved. Some people are wrapped up into fear because they think that they are that the group does not love them. But you are loved. Say with me, I am loved. Number three, become comfortable with the worst case scenario, the total rejection of the group. Unless you become comfortable with the worst thing that could happen, you will never move from where you are. Number four, force yourself to confront the pain of fear over and over again if necessary until you develop emotional calluses, becoming numb to the pain. You got to sometime get out there and just do it and keep on doing it and keep on doing it. Hallelujah. Now, this may be a hard saying, but understand something. You are not an animal. I didn't get a lot of amens on that. I got a couple of them. You are not an animal. That is, you are not caged. Don't let this cage you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you go at it. You go after it again. Hallelujah. You go and go and go until you, until you, until you realize that this is just a shadow that's been tormenting you. So number five, pray for and receive deliverance. Begin spiritual warfare. We'll be talking about that today. Number six, see Jesus when you, uh, see Jesus with you in your, um, darkest moments and receive his love at the sight of your original wounding. We're talking a little bit about that today. Lord willing. Number seven, get over yourself. Get over yourself. Stop being consumed with thoughts about you. Understand something. Fear always points to you. I'm afraid this. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. I'm afraid they're going to leave me. I'm afraid I won't have any money. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Fear always points to you. So if we are self centered, fear will always have a control and grip over us. Are you hearing? So seven to get over yourself number eight serve others in need it'll help you to get over yourself number nine keep a journal Uh, Write about the things you fear There there will be a transfer that happens when you write it down when you see it on paper write it down ten exercise Eleven laugh more come on and laugh (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna find it difficult to fear be afraid when you are laughing when you have joy in your heart, uh, verse uh, rather number 12, confess, confess what you're battling with to others. Uh, this drags it, drags your fear into the light, uh, but also confess that God's given you victory. Number 13, do right. Here we go. Now do right. Uh, that is correct. Any area of disobedience in your life, repent. One thing that causes fear to come is uh, guilt, guilt. When we are guilty, when we know we haven't done right, fear comes right in the door. So do right. Number fourteen. Learn more about the issue. Fear will grow when you don't know. Learn more about the issue. Learn more about your fear. Fear will grow when you don't know. The doctor goes to your doctor's office, and the doctor says, Hey, I, I see I see one too many gray hairs on your head. Oh my goodness. Come back next week. Oh, my goodness. And all week long. Oh, my goodness. Right? What happened is one of the grandchildren or one of, them, one of your family members um, put some uh, silver paint in your hairbrush and you brush your hair. And now you think that, oh, you're going to something's going to happen. Amen. Right? But until you know, investigate, you will find that the more you know, the less fear will uh, prevail over your life. So learn more about the issue. Our right, fear, will, fear will grow when you don't know. Verse uh, number 15. Build yourself up uh, by praying in the Holy Ghost. This will help you conquer fear. 16. Cultivate an atmosphere of thanksgiving. Be thankful. Being thankful will help you to overcome fear. Number 17, which all should know, uh, stop invoking fear or evoking fear. In other words, stop calling on it. If the news is scaring you, stop watching it. All these Facebook posts, turn the Facebook off. Get your face out of that book. Get your face in his book. Hallelujah. Are you hearing? If we're getting so terrified by all these things, stop it. If it's somebody that's always tormenting you with this and that, stop answering their phone calls. Hallelujah. You got caller ID. Just stop it. We're talking about overcoming fear. Are you hearing me? Number 18, fill your mind, that is your thoughts, with the promises of God, uh, promises of God's word through meditation. Meditate on God's word. Meditate, um, uh, meditates from the word that means to mutter. That is, you're saying it over and over and over again to yourself. This will help you to alleviate the fear, help to destroy that fear. Number 19, most powerful of them all, receive the perfect love of God. The Bible says plainly that perfect love does what cast out fear, but you've got to receive it It cast out all fear. You've got to receive the perfect love of God. Why wouldn't you receive it? Why, why, why wouldn't somebody receive it? Why wouldn't anybody want to receive the perfect love of God? Or let me say it this way. Why wouldn't people receive it? Well, if they're qualifying themselves. How can God love me? I've done this. How can God love me? I've done that. He can't love me. He can't love me. Why? Because of what I have done. Stop trying to qualify yourself and just receive what God has for you. Say with me, I receive God's perfect love for me. I receive God's perfect love for me. You see, come on, let's say it like you mean it. I receive God's perfect love for me. One more time. I receive God's perfect love for me. Again, I receive God's perfect love for me. He gives his love to you without price. I know that's foreign in our country. That's a foreign statement. Everybody's got to pay for it. pay for it. None is free. No, thing, such, no such thing as free lunch. No such thing as free lunch. You're right. Jesus already paid for it. So enter into it. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. We've got to enter into it. He's already paid for it. So let's enter into it. Amen. So say with me, I receive God's perfect love for me. See, as you are saying that and believing that, guess what's happening to fear? It's being driven out. It's being cast out. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, uh, the fourth thing we want to talk about... As uh, we go back into defining these, now we will not go through all of these and define them all, but we're, there are some that we will spend a little bit of time with. The thing we'll spend a little bit of time with today uh, is number four, forcing yourself to confront the pain of fear over and over again until you receive um until you received your deliverance from this area, until until you develop those emotional calluses. Uh, This is one thing that we talked about that Moses, that the Lord did with Moses. He sent him back to Pharaoh again and again and again. Remember, Moses said um, to God, I can't do this. I can't go to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, I can't talk. I stammer. I'm a man of stammering lips. I stutter and I stammer. I stutter and I stammer. There's no way in the world Pharaoh's going to hear me. What was God's response? Go. Go. I'm not gonna I can't do it go take Aaron with you let him talk he'll talk for you but you gonna go so God forces him to confront the issue and eventually as Moses goes goes and goes and uh, back before uh, back before Pharaoh what happens he begins to speak himself he not only speaks to Pharaoh but he begins to speak to the people you know because all these things that you're afraid of that we're afraid of are just shadows they're just shadows just shadows now understand something uh we said, confront this area. You won't have to go and find an area to confront. If this is an area of weakness in you, it will find you. Opportunities will find you. I told you last time about um, uh, when I had to do, uh, when I had to be a, a very special part of a leadership class in our county and how the president of the chamber singled me out and said, come. Come come, come, come. And I said, no, I'm afraid. I can't go. I can't go. But she insisted. You know, if you want to know I'm telling the truth. There she is right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, God gave her the opportunity and spoke to me about it. And I had to force myself to get in there because I had issues. I had issues, issues of um, unworthiness. I had issues of not being enough, had issues of that, of issues of rejection. They're going to reject me. Anybody else have those sort of of issues before? Hallelujah. Now, see what happens. What happens? All of those point to us. Every last bit of it. I'm not worthy. They're going to reject me. I'm not enough. All that points to us. But when we get over ourselves, the fear also begins to leave us. Are you hearing? Amen. Turn to them name and tell them, get over, get over yourself. Tell them you are important, you are important. but you're not that important. Not that important. <laughs> Come on, let's get over yourself. Let's relax. Hallelujah. Amen. The world will keep spinning without us. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. So, all right, so you got to get out there. You got to get out there, but you don't have to look for opportunities. The opportunities will find you. We just have to be ready when the opportunity comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at number five here. And today we're going to look at number five and number six because they really kind of go together. Remember, we are serious about you overcoming this fear. We're serious about you overcoming this fear because when you overcome this fear, it's like a lion that will finally be out. Of the cage out into the wild hallelujah out of the zoo Rawr, I'm telling you hallelujah a victorious believer hallelujah Amen. I'm so glad you're excited about that hallelujah a victorious believer fearless victorious believer so we have to conquer this thing called fear remember the only reason that the children of Israel could not cross over to the promised land the first time was because of fear. They're like giants. I mean, we're like grasshoppers in their sight, and there's no one the where we can do this. And we're afraid, and they could not cross over. When it's time for you to come to the edge of your promised land, you're not going to be like them. You're going to be like Joshua and Caleb saying, We're well able. Roar. Come on and roar. roar. Uh, it's kind of sad. Come on. Come on and roar. roar. There you go. You're going to roar like a lion and possess the land that God has given you. Hallelujah. There you go. Thank you, sister. Keep on doing that. Praise God. All right. So five and six go together. Five says, again, pray for deliverance. Begin spiritual warfare. We're going to declare the word of God over our lives. So critical. That's so critical. In other words, we're going to do, I, I like call it, um, uh, fault replacement therapy. Thought replacement therapy. You hear? Thought, because listen, your thoughts have what's gotten you in this place in the, in the first place. gotten you in this condition in the first place. How you've been thinking about you. But now it's time to replace that with how God thinks about you. Amen? We're going to have the mind of Christ as it relates to you. And when you see you the way God sees you, nothing can hold you back. Are you hearing six? See Jesus with you in your darkest moments and receive his love at the sight of your original wounding. So as we talk about deliverance, praying for deliverance, uh, understand something. Sometimes our fear is not just. Uh, some fear is emotional based. And some can be mental, but then there are others that are flat out spiritual. There is a spirit uh, involved in there somewhere, somehow. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. So sometimes we may have to do spiritual warfare. Now how do you know that if this is the case? If you feel afraid and you don't know why. And if the fear comes to you in waves, now you're fine. But the next few moments, you don't have no reason to be afraid, but then you begin to be terrified. It comes to you in waves. There's a spirit traveling, um, traveling in and out of your life. It's a tormenting spirit. And these are things that we need to cast down. These are things that we need to cast down, do spiritual warfare. Now, we have to receive Jesus or see Jesus. that that moment of darkness at the original at the original um site of the wounding when did fear come in when did it first come into your life what is your earliest thought of fear when did it happen well in my case my earliest thoughts of fear were when I was a child when I was a child maybe five or six years old or maybe four or five and I would wake up with horrible nightmares horrible dreams and I'd be so afraid I couldn't even speak I couldn't speak until my mother finally began to tell me she said I want you to say I guess she got really tired of me running to her bedroom <laughs> you know so she began to tell me about the blood of Jesus how to declare the blood of Jesus and there I am about five or six years old uh, waking about a nightmare the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus I just knew something was in the closet. I was knew something's under the bed. There was something in my dreams. There was something tormenting me, even at that early age, tormenting. And so I had to learn to declare the blood of Jesus. I had to learn how to overcome fear. Hallelujah. So what was the earliest moment of your fear? When can you go back? How old were you when fear really began to come and really influence your life? Now, see Jesus there. Now, when I look back at that earliest moment, I see Jesus there with me right there on the bed with his arms around me uh, and, and um, keeping me at peace and at rest. And that's why those things did not come out that closet. That's why they did not come out from under the bed because he's there with me. Hallelujah. He's there with me. I see Jesus there with me. And so when I look back on that experience now, it's not one of terror. It's one of great love, knowing that the Lord loves me even from that moment forward. Hallelujah. It gives me strength. It gives me strength. Me seeing him in the past strengthens my today. Hallelujah. So where did your moment, where did the first moment of fear happen in your life? See Jesus with you there at that first moment. See him with you there. Possibly when the abuse started. Uh, possibly when, when you are at school and they were calling your name. See, they were calling you out of your name. See Jesus there with you. See him holding you. See him loving you. And as a matter of fact, you as an adult now begin to pray for your younger self. Is it out there? Is it too far out there? No. Understand something. God is a God of today. He's a God of yesterday and the God of forevermore. The Father exists in all time frames. He exists in the past and the present and the future. I now... I prayed for myself in those younger years at the sight when that, all that bad stuff was going on. I say, Father, strengthen him. Father, encourage him. I rebuke the devil that's around him. I rebuke that. And as I began to do that, I began to receive strength now. Because healing, because if that's an open wound in your life, if way back over there, if that's an open wound that the devil is using to traffic in and out of your life, when you begin to receive the love of God from that place and see Jesus there with you, even when you begin to pray for yourself there and that wound begins to close up, the enemy cannot use that door anymore to traffic in and out of your life because you've been healed from that. Remember the Lord Jesus, uh, uh, when he came to the young man that uh, was a demoniac or rather that had, um, uh, that had a lunacy. Remember, the disciples came and they could not uh, cure the young man, couldn't cast the devil out. Jesus came and he did it. And one of the first things the Lord asked the father of the child was, how long uh, ago did this come upon him? When did this start in him? What was the original site of the wounding? So this works not only with fear, but there are some emotional things that we have going on. When did it first start? Because what took place in your childhood can affect you here in your adult adult life. Things could happen to you 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. Things could happen to you when you you were in your teens or uh, five years old, whatever. And you can carry that pain with you into your adult life. And until that wound gets healed, you'll carry that pain with you. You'll carry the scars with you, and it will continue to infect your life. It will infect your today and infect your tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You say, well, I didn't, know, I didn't know anything then, but now you know. So begin to pray over yourself at that time. Say, Lord, I pray. I, I, say, I say, Lord, I pray for the young Mark. Now, your name is not Mark, so you don't, don't use my name. Say, say your name. I, I, I pray for the young. I pray for the young Nelson. I, I pray for the young Allie. I, I, I pray for them and begin to intercede over yourself. Yeah. Begin to plead the blood of Jesus in the atmosphere. Begin to ask God to send the angels to protect and comfort. And here's the thing, too. Once the enemy wounds, he desires to uh, seed you. Yeah. He wants to sow a seed in you that will later on grow up and produce much fruit much fruit so you pray against the seed you say lord don't let this uh, don't let the enemy plant a seed in me don't let the don't let a spirit of lust be planted in me don't let a spirit of um you know whatever fear place in me or whatever it is because something happens there it can affect us here does that make sense is that too far out are you hearing So it matters. Now that you know Christ, you know about the blood of Jesus, now go and pray for yourself. Hallelujah. Jesus is still there. And he's here. And he's with us in eternity right now. Hallelujah. He's not subject to the moment like we are. He is still there. Say, well, why did it happen? I don't know. That's not the important thing right now as to why it happened. But what is important is that you get healing from that moment and see Jesus there so that you can grow past that moment and not be stuck there in that moment. It's time for you to get unstuck from that moment. Hallelujah. It's time for you to get unstuck from that moment. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's time for you to move past that. Grow past that. Grow past that. I'm not telling you to to get, get over something. They just get people tell you just get over it. Just get over, get over it, happen. Just get over it. No. No, we need to grow past it. Grow beyond it. Not get over. We need to grow over it. Grow past that. Amen. Amen. Use it as a growing opportunity. Hallelujah. Turn the name to them. You got to grow. You got to grow. Because what affected you in your childhood can affect your marriages. Can affect your friendships. It can affect the amount of intimacy that you experience even with husband and wife. Why are you so distant? What happened? It wasn't you, but it's what happened prior to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now you know Jesus. Now see him with you. Right there at the site of the original wounding. Now see him with you when that happened to you. Now see him with you. See his arms around. Go ahead and close your eyes right now, right where you are. Nobody's going to mess with you. I got my eyes closed too. Now see Jesus with you. Now see his arms around you. When they hit you, when they mocked or what have you, see the Lord's loving face telling you, daughter, I've got you. Son, I've got you. Everything is fine. Now begin to pray for yourself and just say, self, you're going to make it. Self, you're going to be this fine. I apply, I apply the blood of Jesus to my younger self. I declare healing and deliverance and I rebuke every satanic or demonic spirit that is trying to get a hold of me at that time. I tell you, devil, no! In the name of Jesus, you shall not affect me. You shall not affect this child that is the past me. I declare right now healing and deliverance by the stripes of Jesus. I declare and decree that I am healed from that moment of pain. I am delivered from that moment of pain. I declare right now the love of God to that moment of pain in my life. And I receive deliverance right now from that moment of pain. And so, yes, you see that, see yourself in that moment and then go and then begin to go from that moment and see how that has rippled over to other areas of your life. As I told you before, as I told you before, uh, I stammered in school, elementary school in seventh grade. I stuttered and stammered. Why did I do that? Because I was afraid. When did that stammering start? When right there in the bed. When I couldn't speak, I was so afraid I couldn't speak. It started back there. It went with me through college. It went with me uh, through adult life. It went with me uh, into the ministry. I told you about that stuff. It followed me because the wound had not been closed and healed. But once the Lord began to heal me on the inside and began to close that wound, I began to become stronger. <laughs> Are you hearing me? We began to roar. But an old wound will only continue to bring you pain. Are you hearing me? Some of you have had surgeries, uh, some C-sections or other stuff, that, and some things didn't heal up right, and it still hurts at that sight. Still hurts. Even though it's healed, it still hurts. When someone goes to touch it, it still. if you press it enough, it still hurts. We want to get healed from that and grow from that. Are you hearing? So the sixth thing is we got to see Jesus in our darkest moments, in our darkest moments, and receive his love with you right there at the site of your original wounding. This will help you to overcome this thing that is overcoming you. But here's the thing now. You can hear this and do nothing. And you'll continue, that wound will continue to be open. It will continue to affect the way you see people, the way you see yourself. You'll continue, you see, because some, some of us have had fathers that were overbearing. Fathers that were never satisfied. Never satisfied. Some of you were punished because you made a mistake. And if we carry that with us into adult life, guess what? We'll never try because if I make a mistake, I'll be punished. You may not be afraid of a belt or a stick or a phone cord, but you're still afraid of being rejected. The extension cord. Are you hearing me? But you don't go forward because that same old fear is there. But you know you're an adult now. You're an adult now. You're not afraid of it. If somebody brings you a stick or something, you just call the police. You're not going to hit me with that. Are you hearing? But that same fear is still there. And if we don't deal with it, it will continue to rule over the life. Does that make sense to you? So you've got homework. You're going to have to pray and get with God. Sit down. I know you're a busy person. I know you got work and you know, you got other stuff to do, but you're going to have to sit down, find a quiet time. If you have to get up an hour before everybody else or whatever, sit down, find a quiet place and begin to seek the Lord and see Jesus there. I mean, mentally see him there. Use your Holy Ghost imagination and see Jesus with you there and then pray over yourself at that moment. And you know what has come about. Some of us, uh, uh, the seed that was planted of, you know, you're no good. You're not worthy. Begin to pray against that and declare, no, no, that's not true. You are worthy. Christ has made you worthy. Christ has made you good enough. Begin to speak of your own self. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, obviously we're not going to finish with this today. But there is next week. Let's go a little bit further today. And let's speak from the subject of, finally, the subject of the promise of protection and power. I think somebody's really getting this today. So we're following the leading of the Holy Ghost because, again, we are serious. When I say we, I'm talking about me and the Holy Ghost. We are serious about you being free, completely free from fear. Says me, I am, I, am I am fearless. I am fearless. Now go ahead and roar. roar. That's what I'm talking about. Now, there are some things that you only want to do in church. You can roar at Walmart if you want to show me you're not afraid Rawr! right there in the cookie aisle go ahead and do it <laughs> but I do not bail people out of jail sorry let's start this in Psalm 91 let's start this in Psalm 91 Psalm 91 is the psalm of protection and power it is a psalm of protection and power We won't get finished with this today, but we'll just start on it and we'll pick it up on next week, the Lord willing. Say with me, protection and power. Come on, you didn't say it. Say protection and power. There you go. Feel the power. There you go. It's it's divided into three basic divisions. Psalm three basic divisions. Number one, the first one is it is a psalm of defense. And we'll see a little bit of intimacy there. Secondly, it is a psalm of uh, offense. You're going to see this. You're going on the, on the offensive, not just in a defensive posture, but you're going you're to be in an offensive posture. And thirdly, it is a psalm. We'll see this of vindication, how God fights for you. makes you want to kick your leg out. God will fight for you. So let's go ahead and read Psalm 91. Not going to get to it all today, but let's go ahead and read it. Here is like this, Psalm 91, verses 1 through 16. It says this out of the King James Version. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowl and from the Norse and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the for the terror by day, nor for the arrow that flieth by rather for the terror by night shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways they shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against a stone Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he have known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Shout praise the Lord hallelujah these are promises that god gives to you hallelujah now let's go just for another maybe 10 minutes or so praise jesus oh i'm enjoying y'all today we're enjoying jesus today oh because the deacon asked, we may go 15 minutes looking back at verse number more now it says he that dwelleth he that dwelleth. Now, let's look at the word dwell because this whole psalm is really, is not written to the world. It's talking to the one who dwells. Yeah. He that dwelleth. Say dwelleth. dwelleth. The, word dwell, the word dwelleth means to sit, to sit down, to be set, to remain, to stay, to abide. So we can say he that chooses to make God his resting place chooses also to remain in him, to live in him continually. Are you hearing? To dwell in God means to keep him on your mind and in your thoughts and in your decisions. To have one's life centered around his word and in his presence. Uh, It's a never-ending time of communion. As the Bible says, Jesus talks about praying without ceasing. Ceasing. Uh, This person delights in the Lord. Now, I want you to notice something. Psalm Psalm 91 is all about protection. The entire tone of the psalm is about um, danger, imminent danger. Something bad is happening. Think about what we just read. Thousands of people are falling. They're falling dead. There's diseases and pestilence. They're traps and snares. That's danger. That's a dangerous time. And guess what? We're living in it right now. We're living in it right now. Dangerous times right now. Now, as a species, when we, as a human race, when we see danger, what do we normally do? We take off and run. Right? Generally, when we see danger, we run away from it. But the Bible does not say he that runneth. It says he who dwells. That means something bad is happening, but you choose to stay right there in the presence of the Lord. And dwell in him, remain in him, and not run from this stuff, but stay in the presence of the Lord. Even though everything around you says run, people say run. You watch the news, the news says run. But you say, no, I'm staying right here with Jesus. I'm not moving, I'm not budging. I'm staying with the Lord. And it is to that individual that God is talking to. Are you hearing Oh, this is so good. So let's go listen. We'll stop here. Uh, so the question is now here again, all the promises of Psalm 91 are for those who choose to dwell in God, who choose to dwell in and with God. So the question is, uh, what are the characteristics of those who choose to dwell with God? What are those characteristics? There are about four or so characteristics. First one is. Uh, This person, he or she chooses to make God his resting place, to remain in him, to live in him continually. Second thing is, he has made the Lord his habitation. That means his refuge. Now, this is big. Refuge means a shelter or protection from danger, trouble. To take refuge from a storm, a place of shelter, protection, or safety. He has chosen to run God and in God instead of away from God yes. understand something now because we're getting ready to close when danger hits where do you run a lot of people a lot of church attenders that I've seen in times past when danger hit bills got I mean bills got funny money got funny instead of running to God they ran from God going into a, trying to find some money somewhere else When things got rough, things got tough, they didn't run to him. They ran from him. And then when the danger slacked up a little bit, then they got out so far and said, you know what? It's time to get back to church. Are you hearing? He that dwells, she that dwells, dwells in him, dwells in the Lord continually. You made a decision. I'm not running. I'm not running. I'm going to stay here with the Lord. The third thing is, uh, from verse 14, he has set his love on the Lord. For also from verse 14, uh, he knows my name. The word name implies character. He knows my character. She knows my character. She knows my nature, my authority, my ways. In other words, God says, they know me. This is why the Lord will promise, promises to heal you and to deliver you. He promises to protect you. Now, there's a whole lot more in Psalm 91 that we're going to get to, Lord willing, on next week. So I pray that you're with me on next week. We're going to really dive into this because we're crossing over into a very, very dangerous time. Seems like every 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 week in the news, somebody's killing each other, somebody's doing this and that. There's there's um, some form of riot, there's some form of new new uh, flesh-eating bacteria somebody has as an epidemic here, epidemic there. All this stuff is here, folks. It's here. You're living in the last days, really the last hours, and Jesus is soon to come. But all these things must come to pass. There are wars. There are rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places. All these things are happening right here and right now. Can't get away from it. But until the Lord comes, he has made a provision. He's made provision for us. He's made a way for us to be protected and have power right there in the midst of it. So I pray that you receive from the word of God today. If you have, give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Let's clap our hands for Jesus. Lord, we love you. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.